Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this week's episode, uh, we talk about something that we, well, we both have been on. Yeah. Um, the astral plane. The astral plane. And it kind of coincides with astral projection, too. Well, yeah. But our, at least some of our theories of what the astral plane is, but a lot of stories from it and our own experiences mm-hmm. tie beyond it. Though you've been on it far more than I have. Yeah. And I've only ever got there by accident. Yeah. Um, Before that, though, we don't have any haunted updates, do we? Oh, no. We went investigating. Oh, yes, we did. We were investigating. We went investigating. Yes. To a, a little place called uh, Patsy's Pond. Yeah. Which... Has ties to early settlers. Um, well, no. Okay. And Native yeah. Americans. Okay. The story actually is. Okay. So Patsy's Pond is basically a hiking trail. And you've heard us talk about Pringle Road. And it's all kind of connected because it's part of the Croatoan National Forest. And this specific area, which isn't too far from Pringle Road, has sinkholes. And these sinkholes go down deep. Like, deep, deep. Like, if you put a car, a body, whatever down there, it's not coming out. Mm. And Mike did a lot of research uh, of this area, and it has constantly been kind of pulled there. So, basically, he was telling us that this area was the only fresh water supply uh, going dating back all the way to the 1500s. So, I mean, the Croatoan National Forest has seen like a lot of history and it was definitely an area where a lot of native tribes got pushed out. There's a lot of settlement stuff. I mean, you go stuff with pirates because it's right there uh, where Blackbeard and stuff like that made uh, his area. The hard mateys. I mean, slavery, there was even uh, witch trials, revolutionary war stuff, civil war. So uh, we'll we'll go over briefly over the investigation because Really, really that long, and the only eventful stuff, um, just keep hearing a whistling, mm-hmm. and whistling in the woods is yeah. oh, the best. We thing. made a mistake of whistling back, which yeah. I'm pretty sure because I when Isaac's Mike was like, "Oh, should I whistle back?" and uh, Isaac was like, "Yeah," and then Mike whistled. He was like, "Wait, no, I've heard the stories." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can tell you from my perspective really quick. Um, so my, cause this was basically just getting our feet like wet in the water again, um, as a team and kind of, cause obviously our abilities on all fronts have improved and, uh, grown. So we kind of wanted to see in an investigation situation. Plus, I mean, Mike had gotten some things, some darker things here and there from it, but yeah, so I, as soon as I got there, I was wearing a big piece of tourmaline around my neck. Just because, uh, I don't know, I felt like bringing it. And um, so as soon as I stepped literally on on the ground, my stomach started tightening. And it was like my skin felt blistered. And I just felt like beaten down. And then, because Megan actually stayed behind, but she was remote viewing in. And uh, she was like, be careful around the first little like pond thing. and Or sinkhole. And I was like, okay. And... I was just literally, there was like a line of people. And I know I've talked about in previous episodes about how it feels, the best way I could describe the feeling kind of is that like my back is breaking. Like I feel a lot of weight on my back. My back feels like achy. 
Um, and I used to kind of just like associate that with maybe darker entities because I felt like maybe something was trying to pierce through my aura, trying to influence me kind of thing. But then I was realizing it afterwards, it's kind of more of when that happens, there's just so much energy and there's so many people trying to connect and channel through. And you were able to feel that when you were there, you were, your left hand kept, you know, like pointing towards me. But what's interesting about the area, the darker stuff that you were able to pull from there. Three things to be specific, but it seems to be the ruling hard of most places we've been to. The first entity was easy, but when I could see it, um, in my mind's eye, the only place where I can anyway, uh, I just saw a black cloak, essentially a shadow, mm-hmm. but I pulled and, and trapped. Second one was almost the same. And then we kept hearing over uh, Ghost Tube uh, saying two and then saying three. Yeah, that's what was interesting. So with Ghost, well, Ghost Tube Vox, right? Yeah. We normally, like, obviously, you know, it's an app, whatever. You know, we take it with like a grain of salt when we go there but it had a lot of coincidences there was a like a almost like a like a spanish malin i would say he sounded a little french oh maybe french i don't know yeah. he was he was definitely like from europe you could tell yeah and the girl came no because the girl came through and said her name was maria remember mm-hmm. who knows he could be maybe even portuguese because that's i've heard that our neighbors who are portuguese and sounds similar too um, I know he had an accent. That's yeah. what you say. Yeah, and he came. Not, through, not when you get a pinpoint down. Yeah, and he would come through Ghost Tube, and he would say, but he, but no, he would say stuff. Well, I don't know what it is in French, but he would say like tres, right? Like tres, and mm-hmm. you got you got two tres, right? Well, he wasn't the only one. A lot of them, yeah. a lot of spirits were saying kept, two, and then saying three. And I was trying to figure out until I think it was towards the time we were walking out of there, we were leaving. Um, you hear over the uh, ghost to Vox, uh, like something uh, like laugh. Yeah. So first of all, it was a pain to even get out. Like they kept, uh, we kept getting disoriented and it kept going, like we kept going around and around and around and around until Isaac got that third one. Me and Mike were trying to figure out, are they talking about like the markers? Are they talking about the number of the sinkholes, like the specific sinkhole? Like what are they talking about? And at that point, Isaac had pulled too, and we were walking, and I have this recorded. I have to go through it and like put it out. But you hear me go like, "Okay, two. What are, like, what are they talking about?" Like, and then Isaac goes, uh, "Is is are you talking about like dark ones? Like, where where are where's the darkness? Did I get it all? Did I remove it? Whatever, whatever." And then um, you hear this like witch cackle, like a straight up cackle, and she goes, "Not me." <laughs> Like it, it was freaking crazy. And long and behold, we're just standing there, and this. Oh, I didn't. I couldn't actually like see it. It, it happened so fast. But um, Isaac, you know, turned right hand and pulled, and yeah. Yeah, and this one was a little tougher than the other two, but I think there was the head. But after I pulled a third one and I looked into the ring to see what it what they were, uh, there were three witches. Yeah, or like hag things. Uh, they look like witches. Yeah. But uh, I basically said witch inside the ring, and they, I guess the first one kind of like uh, saying, you won't be able to hold us here, right? Mm-hmm. She did deny or disknowledge what I called her, so I mean, kind of like that. Yeah. But, of course, in the ring, nothing escapes, and then I left yeah. it there. But, yeah, so that confirms that the spirits are telling us, you got two, there are three. 
yeah. uh, dark entities. And after that, it was kind of easy walk out of uh, the trails and stuff like that to get out of there. So mm-hmm. we asked spirits if they want to cross over. Some of them, I guess, yeah, there was a lot to, that, but a lot of them wanted to stay. Yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe they just weren't ready. Um, like I said, I was trying to get specific kind of like footage i we really kept going we really didn't stop that much so but one kind of experiment that i want to do that i'll talk on this episode is dealing kind of with the astral plane and like astral projecting a little bit but next investigation i'm gonna talk about this and actually try it yeah but no that another kind of like evp that blew my mind was this one like he he sounded like he had broken english and uh he kept calling me green eyes like over ghost tube and i was like whoa that's kind of interesting you know like just like it was descriptive yeah so it was it was interesting unfortunately like some of them just wanted to stay and that's that's the thing is that you know we talked about it before multiple times on here that you know when isaac says clear it's not clear clear it's he takes removes any negative energy that is essentially bullying the bullying the living and the dead and preventing them from crossing capitalizing on their lower vibrations that got them stuck here in the first place if that's the case and then provide we provide the opportunity to communicate to cross and sometimes there are people that do not want to cross and i for and i put this down that you know like as a psychic i will not cross anybody that does not want to cross if they do not want to cross because of some reason i'm not going to force them to cross because essentially that's against free will in my opinion so yeah. so yeah that's just me um you know other people have other viewpoints on that but that's essentially a great example of you know what our team is trying to do and not i don't want people listening to be like oh my god they go to these places and then it's never haunted again no that those spirits are still at patsy's pond so it's not anything dark anymore yeah so which we'll probably go back again to i guess uh Kind of, once over I feel and like, check. I feel like it's a good practice spot, like yeah. for communication well, <laughs> and for stuff like that. Um, because I know definitely at the very, very beginning when we first went in there, like I did not feel good. Now it was a mix of being channeled because I know there was a specific entity that I kind of want to go back and see if I could help him. And I think it was a mixture of so many people were trying to like, hey, hey, you can hear me? Cool beans. Like this is what happened and da, da 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 but there was like one specific spirit that was really trying to to get across what happened to him and it was not pretty and i think that's why like my my skin felt blistered really bad like it just it, so but like i said i didn't really stop to kind of communicate too much and that is kind of hopefully what we're going to do when we do bigger investigations and we do um, longer investigations is, you know, Isaac and Mike take care of like the dark and some of the light crossings. And then me and Megan will focus on communication and getting anybody that wants to get crossed over can cross. And like I said, I'm really big on free will. So if they want to cross, they can. If they don't want to, that's fine. Same thing with dark energy. Like you make the choice to do what you do. Bullying. So... Yeah. This episode is going to be a little out there, I'll tell you that. And it's, it's a lot of what we experience because I know for myself, this is actually one that I wanted to definitely take on because I feel like I do it, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but regularly. And I think that's one of the reasons why you come back and listen to us multiple times is that we are not like other podcasts. We are participators in the game of paranormal. 
Oh yeah, on certain things. Like I haven't seen. Well, no, I have seen. Oh, we don't really know. go after cryptids, but yeah, cryptids <laughs> aren't really our thing. Like I feel like. Though I feel like we might run into one every time we go in the woods. Well, no, I was really like not okay. So there was actually some like stuff on some forums, some local forums about skinwalkers around the wooded woods area, like wooded areas around here, and like up to where we were. And when I heard that whistle and I, it took me a split second because I was trying to focus on something else. But when I heard Mike whistle back, I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, I was like, I do not want to encounter a skinwalker. But yeah, so I, <laughs> your face too. And um, you realize. Right, I had a second to realize, oh, shit, don't do that. Um, but it very well could have been a bird because there was... Like the Crotone forest yeah. is very weird in sense of like wildlife. Um, we had to dodge massive spiders as well. So massive freaking spider. Uh-uh. That was a fun. <laughs> no, Mike was so close to running into a web, the thick webs too. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I don't know, people are like, wait, wait, you go against demons and stuff like that, but you're afraid of spiders. Spiders can bite you. Yeah. <laughs> they crawl on your face and stuff. Yeah. They make weird boils if you're unlucky. I don't know. It's- Rotten. The reason why I'm in pest control now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So going into this episode, because I know that was a long tangent, but we really didn't have a haunted update for you until recently. So yeah. But no. Like I said, uh, disclaimer: this is going to be kind of out there episode. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it is are from our own experiences, uh, some theories, and I guess some stories you found from other people's experiences as well. Yeah, because we always like to talk about things that. Uh, from our own perspective, because yeah, a lot of ever not everyone in the world experiences a quarter of the stuff we go through on a daily basis. Yeah, so uh, it's entertaining. I know for a fact if I could hear someone talk about hunting cryptoids, that'd be interesting. Oh yeah, but like, like actually seeing them, we. But that's what, yeah, I guess most people listen to us in the first place. Yeah, is that perspective. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we're talking about the astral plane, which will correspond with astral projection and astral projection. Like it's not something new, like astral projection has been talked about in ancient times, multiple religions. I did find when I was researching a lot of scientists don't want to dive into it because there's no kind of evidential proof because anybody that wants to know what astral it's basically like an outer body experience. I feel like astral projection is like the act of and where you go is the astral plane. That well, to astral project is to go into the astral yeah, plane, right? So, yeah. yeah, so astral plane would be like the location, and then astral projection is like the act of. So um, a lot of people have described it um, where, you know, you get out of your body and you could see your own body. Now, for me personally, I've never actually seen my body like outside but i've felt my body go back into my body if that makes my soul back into my body if that makes sense Mm. and i always talk about on here about dreams and about like just the craziness that kind of occurs with me with dreams and a lot of times astral projection is used to get visions it's used to get messages and i truly believe that there is a set of psychic abilities or a form of abilities, people with supernatural abilities, that have that have specific ability to astral project and to go very far onto the astral plane. Like for me, and a lot of people will 
use a form of astral project or meditation to astral project. Because, like, for me, I don't necessarily have to go to sleep to astral project, even though that's what they, um, a lot of shamanic people use it too to help people that are battling with diseases and stuff like that and dealing with um, dark energies on them. So they will actually go out of body to combat that. So basically when you're doing that, you're going off of our plane onto a higher dimension, if that makes sense, and being able to look down, if that makes sense. And that's the thing. And I know we talked about it a while or a while before, but the whole concept of the ether. And I always talk about the ether as the sense of the spiritual realm where ghosts and spirits hang out. Demons hang out are, and demons essentially are as far as we're not. And I always, well, I always chalked up to my own theories that that's the fourth dimension, right? Where time and space don't exist, or at least not in the way we see it. And you have to go to a higher dimension to see the lower dimension. Mm-hmm. So you have to go up to the fourth to look down on the third. Yeah. Which if spirits live on, they can easily, of course, see us and they not say communicate, but they have to come onto our plane of existence mm-hmm. in order to do so. A lot of this is theorized. It's not any real proof other yeah. from what experiences and stuff like that. So, if the astral plane is not the ether, is it like the first, is it in between our plane of existence and the, um, we call it the ether itself? Um, I don't know. If you were to ask me, I feel like it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's a section of the astral plane, if you were to ask me. So, um, I think that makes a little bit of sense into, and not at the same, because from what our descriptions of people have described the ether and stuff like that, I uh, see spirits, but then again, I guess it is at the same time, because when I asked to project it, mm-hmm. my own experience, I know I've told the story a couple of times before, but when I basically shot myself out of my body out of pure rage, um, to grab the spirit that was trying to take me out of myself, mm-hmm. I was basically the same place. Mm-hmm. The same room, same lighting, same everything. Granted, it looked a little weird. Mm-hmm. But other from that, I was in the same place, but I was out of my own body. Mm-hmm. And I could see the spirit uh, that was trying to do that to me. Grabbed him, picked him up, and started choking him yeah. until he disappeared. That's where I think it's not the same. Because he was able to leave. Where yeah. would he go that's not the astral plane? So what, um, I, yeah. you know what I think the astral plane is, huh. I think it's, like I said, the in-between the ether and our plane of existence because the astral plane has to be the place where spirits are where we can't see but they're still technically here so when i pull things this is my theory when i pull things i'm pulling them from the astral plane so if you were the remote view or or astral project when i do a pull you might see what i'm pulling because it have to be in that spot and not the ether because i can never feel what's in the ether because i remember times you would tell me oh I, i'm hearing someone talk i'm hearing someone talk but i can't feel anything mm-hmm. So that's what was my theory is that I think the astral plane is the plane of existence between our realm and the ether itself. Well, see, I think it's reverse. I think the astral plane is above the ether and what you're looking at is the ether. I don't know. It's almost like... And where was I? You were I... on the ether. That's why you shot him back to the astral plane or wherever. Mm. I don't know. That's what I think. Because, like, I feel like... Hmm... Because, like, the experiment that I essentially want to do at a location 
is obviously once you start kind of getting better with astral projection and you start getting better with meditation, you can almost blend the two. Um, and cause I feel like astral projection, you don't have, cause a lot of articles you read about it, they specifically say you have to be sleeping. And I don't think so. If you get yourself in a relaxed state, you don't really need to be sleeping. I think it's and laying it's, down because if you leave yeah. your body, it's, you know, you don't fall over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of my experiments that I wanted to do is because I'm so big with doing that is that. I want to go to a location, lay down, get in a meditate, kind of like a meditated state, which I'm getting better at going in really quick and being able to see the location from the ether, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because then I can see I'm up looking down, which means I could see what is actually on the plane. Shouldn't I be able to see the spirits like normal people, right? In theory. In theory. Yeah. So that was one thing that I wanted to to try at a, an investigation. And it's crazy because at the very beginning when we started investigating, I always saw myself laying down in a spot. Like just laying there in, in the location. I never understood why. Like why, why that? Like why would I be doing that? That is going to be like for me a way for me to communicate even better because, you know, I'm up now the worrisome part, a thought that I have, and it even deals with astral projection in general, is your vessel. Obviously, I'm probably going to have to do it after you pull, maybe. So that way there's nothing dark trying to hit into my vessel. You mean maybe it's going to have to be. Yeah. Uh, I can't I stay on guard while you're. <laughs> I know. I know. But, but I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if that'll work. And that's what makes me think there's an ether and then an astral plane. So astral plane is more like locations, right? Mm. And, but see, and that's why I'm so like researching more about astral pl- projection and the astral plane. Like I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more sure that's what I do a lot of the times. But I'm wondering if remote viewing is also very similar to that. Like, it's almost like it blurs together. Like, some abilities of some psychics blur together remote viewing and astral projection. Because essentially, what I'm doing is I'm here. But I'm, like, going into a slight meditative state. And I'm look, go essentially going to the apartment. I see myself in the apartment or in the townhouse or wherever I'm going at the location. But I'm not in an... But wouldn't that be considered an ether or I don't know? It, it's very weird. You see how my theory makes sense a little bit? Yeah. Because, um, like I said, if spirits, like say a spirit's right next to us, right? Mm-hmm. I can't see them. Well, you can because you have know, psychic powers. But anybody in their, in, their, in, their, in their dog essentially doesn't know the ghost that's right next to them. Mm-hmm. They feel a chill in the air, right? The light bulbs might flicker and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Things that give off that spirit's there, depending on how much energy it's generating. I can feel that energy with my hands because it's there, but I can't see it as most people can't. Yeah. So I don't have the access to the plane of existence that they're on. But I I base this theory on the fact that when I astral projected, I could see the spirit mm-hmm. that tried to run, but then it disappeared from me. Like I said, I was in the same place, same time, same everywhere, except I was not physically there. Because to me, the ether is like... The best way I could describe it is the void, right? Speaking of which, now this might prove your thing as well. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember if I ever told this before. Uh-oh. <laughs> About my brother. Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't know. The, when he astral projected, right? 
Uh, yeah. Um, my my second youngest brother. Uh, he was interested in the whole lucid dreaming mainly. Yeah. But he also tried to ask the projection out. Uh, tried it out. This is, at the ranch. Was, yeah, our, at our ranch, our infamous ranch. Um, this is his first and only time he's ever done it, to my knowledge. But he basically put himself in, the, in this, like, a deep sleep and pulled himself out of himself. And he yeah. said the experience was, like, when you're so freaking tired that you're, like, everything's so heavy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said that's mm-hmm. what it felt like when he was tearing himself out of himself. It said he felt so heavy, like, the heaviest he's ever felt in his life. Mm-hmm. They're just this, like, sit up out of his own body. Yeah. And when he did, he was able to turn around and look and, and yeah, see himself sleeping. So he got up out of the bed, feeling like 100,000 pounds, and was able to go to the door. Granted, it was dark in his room. It was dark in there, right? Mm-hmm. He was about to grab the door to open it and go out. Then he realized, hey, I don't have a body. I don't need a door, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he walks through the door. He said it was like walking through smoke, right? Mm-hmm. And where he was, it was just all darkness. There was no light anywhere. Right, he couldn't see a source of light. It was all darkness. Mm-hmm. He said he started hearing things, right, talking, uh, stuff that he couldn't recognize. Right, mm-hmm. and he was getting freaked out. So basically, ran, he basically moved back, laid back down in his body, and then woke up. But see, that's what I'm saying. That to me sounds like the ether. So when people see themselves out of their body, I feel like that's more of them being stuck on the ether. And you have to get through the ether to get to the astral plane. Yeah. Is how I feel. Or it could be like what you said where the astral plane is like the typical kind of like dream-esque kind of world where you can go wherever, kind of whatever. And then the ether is like when you go too far. But I feel like it's... Because it's literally it, it. Okay, anybody that watched Stranger Things, to <laughs> me, it looks like you know when Elle would ash not astro project, but she saw Max, and it was like a black room, but she could see Max and she could see whatever yeah. Vecna or whoever, Vecna. right? Yeah. To me, that's the ether, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that's what the ether looks like. And then when you saw her going into the memories and stuff, that's almost like astro projecting to me. That's and remote viewing essentially. Mm. That's to me what the difference is. Now to determine which one is what, you know what I mean? Which which goes first, the ether or the astral plane, or the astral plane or the ether, or maybe the ether is on a part. Like you got to go through the ether to get to the astral plane, or when you get to the ether, it's like, hey, you got to go back. You know what I mean? Because when you start seeing, because that would make sense why, like, when people start going into the ether, it's almost like that's when they get, like, the bad astral projection experience. Some people. And, like, for me, I think it's funny that you he described it as being, like, extremely tired. Mm. Because, uh, and this just started recently, um... And this is part of my, like, I guess, ability or whatever. Because when I go to the astral plane, it's a lot of getting messages and getting, being shown things and all of that kind of stuff. You gotta remember. Yeah. You are in tune oh, yeah. to the spiritual realm. You're a yeah. psychic. So you have a higher, as a, you're more, you say you have a tuning fork or an antenna. Let's say you use an antenna. It's a good analogy. Antenna? Antenna. You have an antenna, right? <laughs> Uh, I've always said it that way. And you try to correct me now. I'm 35. It's not going to work. Antenna. Antenna. Um, how, how do you say it? Am I saying it right? Antenna. Antenna. 
I I literally want to make a t-shirt with an ant with a little antenna. Oh my god. An antenna. It's going to be a sticker. <laughs> I know it. Um anyway, antenna. Let's use satellite dish. All right, okay. it's better, more up to date. <laughs> but you have a connection to the other side, so you have a stronger connection, hence why when you go, it's like an it'll walk in a park and stuff like that versus when he went he didn't see anything because he couldn't see anything. Yeah. He didn't have the sight to see. Yeah. And people who can astral project go in a sense like go into the astral plane. They tend to see things and have communication with their spirit guides or whoever, see dead relatives and stuff like that. High meditative states can get you there. And people who are psychically in tuned, right, have an easier chance of seeing that. I'm not saying anyone can't, I'm just saying the psychic People who are cycling tuned have a higher chance of seeing it. Hmm. The way I'm thinking about it, the more I think about it, I really think if I had to make an assumption, I think the ether is first and the astral plane. Because the ether... The ether is, is just a nickname we, ether, we say for the spiritual the, realm. Yeah, or yeah. like, I feel like the ether is like a slice in between, or it can even be a section of the astral plane. But it's the little slice in between the astral plane and like our current plane because i feel like you take tyler's example tyler you'll hear it when mariah's story comes out but tyler was technically i feel seeing things trying to attack his vessel he was sleeping but it was he was on the ether and not the astral plane Mm. because the ether he saw his body and he could see these things Right? So, like, on an investigation, instead of going to maybe the astral plane, I need to go to the ether to see what's around. You just need to go. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like the ether is where you see the entities. Right? It's like the beginning part of when you're... And I'm wondering, I wonder if somebody that does astral projection on a regular basis, I can't know because it's almost like I immediately went to the astral plane. There was only a slight bit of time that I stayed on the ether. I'm wondering if the ethers where people see, you know, like where you see your vessel and you see things trying to attack your vessel, essentially. Well, I did. So you were on the ether, I think. <laughs> people are like, ether, astral plane, what? Uh, uh, okay, better terminology. Yeah. All right. It's take ether out of this conversation, right? Okay. Essentially, because it's confusing enough already. Ether is our nickname. Well, a lot of other people's nicknames for the spiritual realm where ghosts and demons are and stuff like that. My theory, fourth dimension, blah, blah, blah. Right? Astral plane, right, is where you go after you astral project when you leave your body. Yeah. Right? You are in the realm of where ghosts and spirits are when they are, I say physically here, but when they're here, here. Mm-hmm. Right? And not somewhere we can't hear them or see them or even touch them. Right? Yeah. When they're here, like when I can feel them with my, with my ability, that's what I believe the astral plane is, whether you think so or not. But when I astral projected, that is as far as I went. And if that's not the astral plane, then the astral plane is somewhere higher that you can travel to versus just, say, astral plane level one, astral plane level two, astral plane level three. Then you get to the spiritual realm or the ether or whatever, or the further, whatever you want to call it. Hmm. Like astral, the astral dimension. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, a, there's a terminology there for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. The astral dimension. Yeah. Right? Seems to have levels to it, even in its own place. Which, that will open up another can of worms. Hmm. I still think the ether, the void, whatever you want to call it, the black room, the waiting area. 
I feel like that's what it is, essentially, is a waiting area to get on the astral plane. And it's the demonic stuff's, like, waiting area, or not demonic stuff, but any kind of entity's waiting area to get to here. Then why can't we see them? Because it's still higher than us. Oh, sometimes you can see them. Sometimes. Yeah. So I feel like it's It's like they pull enough energy to be physically seen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like on this plane... To be able to, because you think about like a, a vessel and a soul. I mean, that's a lot of energy into a person. You know what I mean? Ah, that's the other word so, I just remembered. Yeah. The veil. Veil, yeah. I was uh, beyond the veil. Yeah. When they talk about the veil is thinning, right? Spirits are able to cross over very easily and stuff like that or be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. normal times when they're not. Yeah. And when I astral projected, I was beyond the veil. Yeah. So maybe. Like it's funny. Maybe just... instead of the e- maybe instead of the ether, it should be called the veil. It is by some people. Yeah, yeah. that makes more sense. It's because it literally, it literally is us. Like it's our reality, but it's like a higher, higher est area. It's a, and the best way I could describe it is a waiting room. That's why I think the entities, especially if there's dark and entities sucking kind of on i hate that word never mind i'm not using that that's that's a (laughs) funky way to put it that's that's just absorbing yeah absorbing the energy so they can't and that's something they can't generate enough energy to be seen to tell their story to communicate to be like hey i'm stuck here and so that's why i keep thinking if i can get onto the veil or get onto the ether at locations in a slightly meditative state then and that's why i think when i start falling asleep i start hearing the talking people are probably like what here's the talking if you're clear audience there's like tons of tiktok like funny videos on it but it's so freaking accurate where it's like you're i'm right in between i'm almost in a meditative state i'm just relaxed i'm in between asleep and awake and I start hearing talking, start hearing things. That would make sense. So it's not even really the ether, but the like the veil. Maybe the ether is above the astral plane, but I'm talking about the veil. Until we learn more about it, <laughs> we're just gonna keep running in circles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. But so one of the like encounter kind of like stories or kind of like things that I wanted to talk about was actually the astral plane. Things that people have actually seen on the astral bin so basically when you go to the astral plane it's like this crazy like sub universe like a universe right Mm -hmm. where there's different places and different things and essentially i guess you could say the astral plane is similar to a dream world right Mm -hmm. some people differ that dream world is different whatever but to me it's like a dream world right But instead of, and that's why a lot of people say if you remember your dreams, it's a message. Because a lot of the times on the astral plane, that is like the goal is to get a message through. And with me, I'm the same way. Like anytime I remember the dream, it's normally a message. There's different places that people have described going to and that are very similar. So I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about like my places that I've seen that I've heard other people talk about, see if maybe you guys listening have ever dreamt of these locations. So for me, 
there is, and I constantly go there and I've talked to a few other people that have similar kind of places, right? And I constantly go here. I don't, it's hard because you could look up like stuff like dream dictionary and like spiritual meaning of certain things in the dream, but it's not going to give you the full message sometimes. And like, I don't get the full message of my dream sometimes till later on, but there's this location that I go to on the astral plane where it's like, it's rundown buildings. It's abandoned, but it's like a downtown area. And then there's like a ramp that takes you to like, um, the best way to describe it. If anybody's from San Antonio, like, you know, all those ramps that are in San Antonio, like downtown area, highway ramps, highway ramps. They exist other places. I know, but I just like, that's the best way I could describe it. And I'm on these ramps and I could see, Normally, I'm in some sort of car, taxi I've been in. I've been in a regular car. I've been in, like, other people's cars. But I could see different spots. There's this grungy hotel that I noticed. So, basically, like, lower vibrational stuff is normally on the bottom, right? So, you have, like, just, like, a rundown downtown city type area where people are, like, um, like a lot of crime is happening and then you have at uh, one and like these like hotels that just like, or I should say motel, like one star motels that are just grungy. And then, uh, once you get on the ramps, you start seeing like fun places like amusement parks and attractions. And I am not the only person that has seen this. Apparently another person on TikTok has described it. Other people I've talked to have described it. Another place that I've constantly seen is, um, it's like a bridge, right? Like a drawbridge and it's massive and all of these cars are going on it, but the center of the bridge is, there's no center. And it's like, you know, like the bridges that lift for the ships, I forgot what they're actually called, but they lift for the ships. Um, it's like it's drawbridge. Drawbridge. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's pointed up and you have to jump over it in the car and it makes no sense. But I'm not the only person that's dreamt of this. Other people have done it too. And it's like you have to jump the car. Maybe easier just to fly. Yeah, but I don't know why. (laughs) There's significance with the car for whatever reason. I have significance. Sorry, you saw a normal way of travel. And then you guys know I always talk about this, but freaking swamps. I'm always dreaming of swamps. Lately, it's been where I've been in a location and the location turns into a swamp and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, yeah. So there's been a lot of people that have also dreamed about about that. And TikTok is a super interesting, like, hub in terms of people sharing their, like, stories about dreaming and stuff. And uh, you can find a lot. I think it was, oh, okay, another another place that I was able to um, make a connection to that I've dreamt about, that other people have dreamt about, is it's like an abandoned urgent care makes no sense it's in the middle of nowhere it's almost got the same lighting as like a gas station in the middle of the night but it's an urgent care i don't know what that has anything to do with anything but it's on a highway and it's an urgent care but people have said on tiktok have shared their stories and have said that they have also dreamt about that so find that interesting Mm -hmm. um but have you ever dreamt of because you don't really have dreams that much you don't remember your dreams very often I mean, it doesn't happen all the time. But when it does, it's pretty memorable. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're random, but this sounds like an episode about dreams again. We're dreams yeah. part five at this point. Yeah. Um. But no. But it's, 
astral plane in a sense when it comes to dream world and stuff like that. I feel like they're two different places. Could you access both? Yeah, 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 technically, but if you could lucid dream, I think you could probably activate or access the astral plane as well. Um, but that's also, it goes in a lie in the same place. I think if the dream world and the astral plane essentially are two different places, then they're like right next door to each other. And if you can open the door, you can go to either one. Yeah. And so why some people get messages in their dreams from dead relatives, people who passed on, mm-hmm. who are on the astral plane, who can come contact you through your dreams. Yeah. Have I had such things happen? No. No. Um, never. Not in cases like that. My dream is always random. Now we seem to be me fighting. I'm curious, though, when it comes to psychic abilities, when you're a couple and you have psychic abilities, I wonder if they, if, if the like, that universe pairs you. But if, like, for instance, with you, you don't go very far on the astral plane, but I tend to go very far on the astral plane, but oh. I do. But I'm wondering when it comes to like couples that have psychic abilities, because I'm curious, I gotta know Megan kind of goes on there every now and then, but I feel like Mike goes further on the astral plane. But I'm wondering if like when it comes to like a pairing of people that have abilities, so like psychic couples, I wonder if like one goes specifically one goes further on the astral plane while the other one doesn't because I mean, it's a whole... somebody grounding here to make sure something doesn't attack your vessel. I'm saying that's where the whole idea of opposites attract, or at least one completes the other. Well, one can't yeah. do one, the other one can, right? Yeah. Kind of our situation. Yeah. I can't hear mm-hmm. the spirits that I pull and that's where you can. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even, well, okay, you take even my parents. They're not a psychic couple. My dad doesn't dream a lot, but my mom does. She's psychic. She goes on the astral plane, but my dad doesn't. I wonder. I wonder if there's like some like ether rule. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm sorry. I know this episode <laughs> is getting out there, but it's definitely like, I feel like the astral plane and dreams, I have so many questions and there's not a lot of evidence. Like, there's not a lot of proof. There's not a lot of anything that kind of, like, states what is and what isn't. It's just people sharing their experiences and sharing their stuff about it. So, yeah. And then, so premonition, I wonder if that's kind of in the dream world or if that's more in the astral plane. Because astral plane, you're, I feel like maybe the dream world is more like just straight messages and the astral plane is you going there and doing something, if that makes sense. I know, I sure did, yeah. So it's like, it's a, I wonder if like the dream world, like you said, is just like a message, like almost like a movie, like a message. And then the astral plane is you like specifically interacting with your environment. You know what I mean? Because I've had dreams where it's just like I'm being shown stuff and then dreams where I'm actually doing stuff. That makes sense. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> no, it's, I just had that thought um, when you talk about how scientists don't want to study this stuff. It's yeah. like this this stuff, the whole spiritual realm, the idea of the paranormal when it comes to the human idea of the soul and how the mind works and all, everything outside that is just a whole treasure, endless trove of new discoveries when it comes to like scientific studies and stuff like that, that's yet to be even even started on. And I understand why. I understand why is because a lot of stuff can't be measured or it can't be reproduced in a lab or a scientific study. Like you can't reproduce a ghost to ask questions about what's going on over and over again, the same situation yeah. to make sure that it won't happen. I mean, it's, it's, conspiracies aren't like that. They're random. You can go to the same location 50 
time, same haunted location, and get a different experience every single time. Some spirits might be the same ones there over again, but you're not going to get the same experience every single time. And that uh, is why most scientists don't even want to attempt to try to study the paranormal. And I, I guarantee this technology, granted, the technology used today that goes goes ghost adventures, well, different paranormal investigators mm-hmm. use, uh, is it's like the early cell phone compared to what could be in the future, right? Imagine using the big block one. I'm not talking like the Nokia blocks. I'm talking this is how shows are at my age. <laughs> <laughs> that big, long, like the size of your head cell phone that had tiny buttons, like all like a like a phone with a giant built-in antenna that you couldn't carry anywhere else. I'm talking that's what we're at right now, and I want to see you know the iPhone 15 eventually in, in a paranormal technology, but it's it's never going to get attempted on because if scientists don't start studying at least a few of them. Um, it's never going to, and the kind of funny thing is, I think some are, it's just not publicly known. It's, yeah. It's their well, past episodes about the Montauk project and such. Yeah. But. Well, I think too, a lot of it, they don't want to, you know, everyone kind of, you're taught like this stuff is limited on what exists. And I feel like if a scientist start cracking open the box and kind of like, you know, showing, hey, like this and look at this and this is like, it's going to, Obviously, you're gonna have people that say no, that's not true. Regardless, you could show them tons of evidence, you could show them tons of findings, and they're still be like, no, that's not that's not how that works, or whatever. That's no, no you're you're the devil, you know. <laughs> and I think scientists just don't, you know, they they want to be taken seriously, and they feel like maybe diving into the paranormal won't get them accreditation that they want. So, hell, take- accreditation. Yeah. Well, anyways, but um, one story that I did want to talk about, um, because other than like you know people like doing an outer body out of body experience, kind of like in that veil void, whatever you want to call it, that like area, um, and seeing things like I know I have when I was pregnant. I remember uh, I was still like I was in between awake and asleep, and I remember seeing. I think I've said this story before, but I remember seeing like tons of shadow people. Um, it was like the shadow esque of a person, but they were kids, they were adults, they were like teenagers, like all around the bed. And um, other than that, that's pretty much where the the astral projection stories kind of go. But I thought this was extremely interesting because I could also say that this actually happened to me. Um, and this kind of like proves your point a little bit about it being above the astral plane. So, um, there is a story where this woman was giving birth and she said it was very, very hard birth, very just like intense. And she actually remembers while she was giving birth, astral projecting out of her body to, to a point where, um, she could see every detail she was able to like see details on the doctor like everything like where like there was gray hairs on the doctor on this area there was like a mole like from the position that she was in her body like and her body actually was she would have never been able to see this all these details if that makes sense um and she said it was very quick like you know obviously once the birth whatever she went back in and um 
that kind of happened with me, but I actually pretty much almost, uh, almost, I was in a really bad situation when Killian was born. I basically lost way too much blood and I could feel my body going in shock. I could feel all of that. I had the epidural, but I could still feel kind of like what was going on. And I remember I started kind of slipping where I was like, I was getting, you know, they put the oxygen mask on and they're like, get the oxygen mask. And I'm starting to slip. It felt like, like a slip. Like I was getting really, really tired. Right. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know? And I could feel myself slowly lift, like, like literally lift almost out of my body. And I could, it was like everything, I don't know, like it, it got very, very loud, like loud, but quiet, if that makes sense. And I could hear people's voices that were not like the doctors, essentially. And I could hear like, no, Megan, Megan, go back, go back, go back, go back. You know, like, I, no, it's not your time. It's not your time. You got to go back. And, um, I just find that surreal because, you know, I had psychics look into, um, that situation. Like, cause I was curious, like, did I almost like die? Cause like the doctor and the nurses, well, you were there, didn't really tell me anything. They were just like, kind of like silently freaking out. And, um, I, like Mike on our team had said, yeah, like you almost crossed over. Like you almost died. And that's the only near death experience I've ever had. But, um, yeah, but I thought that was interesting because of the whole idea of what, like, you know, like giving birth and stuff like that, essentially someone coming into the world. And the fact that there is actually quite a bit of women that astral project while they are in labor. That's interesting. I think um, it's but- near death experiences, and I always always wondered why does it have to take your almost dying or literally dying, mm-hmm. your body shutting down, it's done uh, for you to basically have an out of body experience or astral project, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it takes that level of disconnect mm-hmm. in order to do so. Right. I'm not saying you have to shut your body down entirely, but in sleep, your body does go down to its lowest level of of uh, usage. Mm-hmm. Your sleep breathing slows down to its about your heartbeat slowed down, your brain functions slow down all the way down. It's basically your body is basically in you know reserve mode mm-hmm. at that time when you're sleeping, um, and it's the closest to death you can get without dying. Yeah. But when you when you die, that that connection that you're your uh, your essence, your soul has from your body is disconnected, hence why you can leave very easily. Yeah. But in practice, those who can astral project um, can do so very easily without having to die to do so, or even reach that level of meditative state. Yeah. Like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where it's kind of hard, like def- deferring whether the that like veil, void, whatever you want to call it, is first or last, because in that situation, so I was almost crossing is what mike said you were literally almost crossing and so and like i felt it like i had that epidural but i was shaking uncontrollably they had the oxygen mask on me i felt myself slipping as the best way to describe is like slipping out of my body and um uh whatchamacallit and um the fact that i was 
basically seeing it from the veil, like from the veil. So I wonder if, like you said, if it's the the last thing you get to actually crossing, because of the way how Mike said it, it was like you know, like you're you were gonna cross, you were you were there, yeah, and. Yeah, it was like a group of people were saying, no, 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 no. And I could see like a white mist and everything. Like, it, 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 it yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stop judging up bad memories. I know. <laughs> it's not bad memories, but it, it's like the closest thing I have to um, thinking about it. I have another kind of one where I lost too much blood. I don't know why that's a theme. <laughs> Losing too much blood. But um, like I had throat surgery when I was a kid. I was five years old and, um, shoot. Okay. No, that makes sense. So I had, um, surgery and it was on my throat. I had thyroid problems. They had to remove my thyroid and all that stuff. So, um, but I had just gone out of surgery and I did a very, I don't remember this, thank God, but this was retelling how my mom, um, and I sneezed really bad. And the stitches popped off. And I literally started gushing blood from my neck. And from my throat, essentially. Like, someone just, like, cut it open. And, um... I remember... I don't remember a lot of stuff around that time. But I remember being on the side of the gurney. You know, obviously, they're rushing me because I'm... um, They have whatever the oxygen mask. They're rushing me. I'm laying down on the bed... But I'm outside. I could see myself outside of myself. But I was there. I was like knocked unconscious from the the blood loss. But I was outside of myself walking with the gurney or rushing with the gurney. But that happened when I was five. So that makes sense. That's weird. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Leave on that note. Yep. That pressing end. <laughs> Now, um, I guess in the final theory of the astral plane is like we still trying to figure out exactly what it is. And, and we know for sure um, that the astral plane is somewhere that your spirit can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have an easier chance of getting there versus others. Like some people are just curse with easy falling into it, like, you know, just walking into another room. And I think that's part of an ability, too, though. That's yeah. what I'm starting to figure out is the people that have the easiest times doing that. I think that's a form of ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we'll leave it there because yeah. like, we're going to keep going around and around. No, I'll say right around, just it's our own theorizations of what it is yeah. and from our own experiences, what we experience from the astral plane. But that's, uh, and this, but what is everyone able to look forward for next week? So next week, um, we also have a bonus episode on Wednesday with Bryce. He mm-hmm. is a listener um an avid listener and he also um has some really cool experience stories but he is also really big on twitch yep so um you'll hear his story um wednesday and then obviously monday hopefully um we will release um what is it haunted locations that turned into haunted attractions and vice versa and vice versa so like uh there's there's one here where there was a horrible murder that took place horrible like brutal and they turned it into a haunted house (laughs) so and it's considered one of the like 
best haunted haunted attraction things for Halloween around this area. Um, and talking to people that have like been there and stuff, there's like some weird feelings and stuff. And I actually have a connection to that, which is interesting. So look forward to that next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But as always, guys, uh, you can catch our social media at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shot Six on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast Two on TikTok, or links to all our social media and all ways to listen to it at Hidden the Shadows Podcast dot com. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's yeah. So look yeah. for that bonus episode next week, along with also a new episode. Yeah, and we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yep. Mom.